Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And Matt, the Sun Devils are 1-0. Yeah, yeah, as we talked about last time, uh, not the most convincing of wins, uh, but, but you know, better than some teams. Well, don't tell that to Todd Graham because he was up. He didn't understand what people's problem was with a thirty-one point victory over NAU. Yeah, well, and and you know, in the big picture, I see his point, um, but I, I think he also made points that underscore what people's problem was, which is you know, he talked about how they didn't play well in the first half, and the, you know, the execution wasn't good, and you know, I mean, like I, I get it from his perspective. At the same time, I also look at it from the sense of hey you you don't want the fans to be apathetic so then when they're not apathetic you, you know it's not always going to go your way and and you know i mean you kind of got to pick and choose would you rather have them be disinterested or would you rather have them be uh you know desiring perfection from my perspective where we come in is you're not happy with the fans being upset but i watched the game you watched the game it was mm. t- it was ten to three and could have been tied at halftime. Yeah, I mean it was thirteen to six with with ten seconds to go in the third quarter. I mean that was a pretty even game for forty five minutes. Easily could have been the other way, um, you know. So, you know, look, NAU is top twenty five FCS and Big Sky projected champs, and they've got a good, you know, all these things are great, but they're still NAU, and and you want to be able to dispatch NAU a little easier than. We did, um, but you know, bottom line is they got the job done. The, the game is played over sixty minutes, not forty-five. And over that last fifteen, we were by far the better team. And so you you put it in the win column, and now you move on to bigger and better. The glass half full attitude is we've got momentum going in our favor after that fourth quarter, heading into Texas Tech. The last time we played the Red Raiders, it didn't go so well. <laughs> the, 20, the 2013 Holiday Bowl, ASU came in, the number 14 team in the country, and left on the losing end of a yeah. 37-23 route, and it felt like a route when you were watching it. It did, it did, yeah. The score is, I, honestly, I, I read that this week, and, and I forgot that the score was as close as it was because my, my memory of it, I would have thought we lost by four touchdowns because um, we, were, we were outplayed now. You know, you know it as well as I do. That that situation um, was coming off the Pac-12 title game at home, and you spend the week, you know, dreaming of going to Pasadena and playing in the Rose Bowl, and and we were there for it. Got humbled in that game. weren't, weren't really even that competitive. Um, and, you know, badly badly beaten at home, and so it's it's hard to uh, you know to come back from that and and muster any motivation for that Holiday Bowl. Whereas Texas Tech was motivated for that game. They were trying to prove something. They ended the season on a positive note and trying to, to continue that. And so I don't put a ton of stock in that, but, um, you know, it, it's certainly, a, you know, an, an interesting subplot, I suppose. Yeah, I think that game's going to be more instructive when we play Cal and Davis yeah. Webb than it is for this game with Pat Mahomes at the right. helm. Now, Mahomes in the Red Raiders opener against Stephen F. Austin, 483 yards and four touchdowns, did not play the whole game. No, barely into the third quarter. He played one drive of the third quarter and then was out uh, and, and also ran for two scores and 50-plus yards. Texas Tech wound up winning 69-17, which is a pretty healthy beatdown. Yeah, for yeah they, they did what, what ASU fans were hoping to see, you know, at the NAU game. It was 52-3, to three and you know, with five minutes gone in the third quarter. And 
from there you're just going through the motions and you're playing your backups and uh, you know they they handled business um, obviously for them same deal gets gets tougher now uh, from here on yeah well they threw for hundreds and hundreds of yards yeah <laughs> um, Devin Lauderdale their senior receiver who had 11 touchdowns going into the season he had seven catches 49 yards and a touchdown mm. but they threw the ball all over the field and I think that's going to be a, the big challenge and I think you flagged this earlier as a reason why you like Texas Tech mm-hmm. as your dark horse big 12 champion is th- this team's going to score points and you're gonna have, it's just going to be a, a race. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and there's going to be teams they face in the Big 12 that have the firepower to keep up with them. Um, you know, whether it be Oklahoma or TCU or Baylor or maybe even Texas, uh, you know, you, you've got a lot of good offenses there now. Um, but but yeah, I mean they're they're one of the best um, I think, you know, in in thinking about it uh, and not not looking at futures but just looking at this year and who would I take to me Mahomes is one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the country um with what he can do I you know if if you if you just played that fantasy draft game of you know pick a quarterback to run the ASU offense man he'd be up there I'd probably take Deshaun Watson first but I, I think Mahomes might be second well I'll say this one of the nice things about hearing that for me is he was one of the comps for Ryan Kelly at Basham yeah just not not necessarily because of the style of offense Basher runs or anything like that, but the one thing Kelly has, and he showed it in the game that we watched on ESPN, he he has to be evasive because that offensive yeah. line is weak. Mahomes is evasive. It is tough to bring him down. It's Roethlisberger-esque. Yeah, yeah very much, and, and just um, doesn't seem to get phased. I watched some of the Stephen F. Austin game. I watched his series. Didn't watch much else, but I, I you know, I, I went back and watched it, and there were a couple times where it was like there's a guy coming right at him, and he's just kind of sidestepped him like they weren't even there. Um, he didn't, he didn't seem flustered. He didn't uh, make a bad decision. He didn't even have to throw like a tremendous juke move. He just, he just kind of, you know, brushed him aside and then continued to, you know, get the ball down the field or step out. You know, there were a couple scrambles where it was almost like he was going half speed but still outran the defenders and just steps out of bounds for a first down and uh he he made it look easy now obviously it you know the opponent wasn't great caliber but you just watch the way he plays and man he, he really he like i said he's made it look easy doing everything he did well one of the things that's concerning for me going into this game is mahomes's elusiveness is paired with the fact that he doesn't <laughs> tuck the ball right away and no 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 he looks to throw yeah and and he'll throw it from from all angles kind of you know I mean uh, at the half I I saw the interview with Kingsbury and they were up I think you know 45 to 3 or whatever and he you know he's of course as any coach does he's got you know nits to pick and 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 says you know well we're playing a little street ball on offense but and that was almost a good way to put it because that that's how it feels they just it feels like they go out there and it's just chaos and but it works for them. They got guys running all over and he just sort of, you know, gets the ball and looks around and, you know, waits for just the right opportunity. Sometimes he'll throw it real quick on a screen or a swing. Other times he'll get it 50 yards down the field. Um, but he'll, you know, he'll throw it sidearm. He'll throw it off his back foot. He'll throw it on the run. Uh, and, and he doesn't make a lot of mistakes when doing that. It's going to be a really interesting test for the, for the ASU secondary because, as we briefly touched on earlier, and, and what I think is important is 
ASU's strength is in their front seven, their linebacking core, which we also will have to get into about being thin at linebacker. But Mm -hmm. when you play a team like Texas Tech that's going to put four or five wide receivers on the field, it's going to spread you out, you're not going to be able to have four down linemen and three linebackers on the field. No, you're not. No, no. I mean, they'll they'll kill you with that uh, because, they'll you know, you're going to end up with linebackers on, on wide receivers, and that's not a matchup you want. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to me how they approach it because we didn't see a lot, of, a lot of blitzing in that first game. And, you know, you heard some of that was related to personnel. And it's, it's not characteristic for Graham to not blitz a lot. But I, and, and honestly, it's not what I like. But in looking at what they do, I almost feel like we might be better served playing conservative on defense, dropping seven or eight, and, and just try to make them string together drives because where they kill you is the big plays. You know, but but try to make them string together ten or fifteen play drives, and maybe in there, you, you know, you get a mistake, you get a, a fumble, an interception, a sack, a penalty, um, something like that that you know that throws them off their rhythm. I think part of that would be if we decide to be conservative defensively, I, you would have to think they leave somebody as a spy, a DJ Calhoun, <laughs> who can just sort of camp out and mirror Mahomes. You don't need, you know, the, yeah. the mistake the spies always make is. Okay, well, he hasn't come out yet, so I'm going to rush in, and then right. you leave the you vacate the middle, and then he just goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they how they go about it because I just you know with with a veteran quarterback, and that's a theme we've talked about a lot since last year. You got a guy who's who's in his you know third year starting, second year full time, um, and a guy who doesn't seem to be phased by pressure. You know. Yeah, I think it might you might be better served kind of laying back, and and they're going to get their yards, and they're going to get their points that way. But maybe they don't crush you in the way they could because you know the 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 mistake I think that really will kill you in this game is giving up the the forty fifty sixty yard touchdown passes that you know allow them to score in in forty five seconds, and that's when they get in their rhythm. You yeah. know they're going out and they're ripping off drives of of a minute and a half and scoring it like there's no stopping them. And the thing is, we saw some signs against NAU where that could be a problem. The 87-yard yes. touchdown against NAU, that could be – that's every drive potential because every play yeah. for Texas Tech, somebody's flying down the field. Yep, yep, yep. No, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's going to really put you know, this, this to the test. We talked about this throughout the offseason of, of the, you know, the, the tendency to give up so many big plays and how we would be tested on that very early and – and this is this is test number one, and there's more to come right after. Um, but you know, this this is gonna we're gonna see if we've made the adjustments necessary to limit those, however it may be. Um, but certainly, you know, the the just the lack of bodies and the lack of experience we have in the secondary is a real concern going into a game like this. Well, the lack of bodies is present not just in the secondary with young players, but linebacker. Let, yeah. You know, Christian Sam's status is up in the air. The reports are he's working out on the on Muscle Beach, which means he's mm-hmm. not practicing. He's not doing drills. Right. Marcus Ball is suspended for the first half for targeting. And then the question is: Is Fiso going to come back, or is his suspension still going? Yeah, they're being very very vague about that one. Um, but yeah, I mean that's you know that's three of your top four or five players at that position and. That's a position that was supposed to be a strength, but obviously you take away that much personnel, it's not a strength anymore. Um, and, and, and then you, you, know, you go to a guy who played that position the last couple of years, 
Motiola, who's supposed to be back, um, which would be great, but a couple concerns with him. A, is he really healthy? Even if he plays, is he 100%? And B, man, it's his first game ever playing safety, and he's going up against this offense. That could be a, a, a baptism by fire. Yeah, the back end for ASU is definitely going to get challenged. This is a team that coming into the season, you know, you lose all the starting corners, and maybe that's uh, growth by attrition for that (laughs) secondary. Yeah. You know, and you lose Simone, who, while a veteran leader, we watched get burned, especially in that USC game. Right. Um, So you, you would hope that between Kareem Orr, and, you know, the new transfer, uh, Bryce yeah, Nichols, as, Nichols. Well, as well as Gump Hayes, who I will say looked more the part. It, it feels a little uh, Petey Williams from Remember <laughs> the Titans. It's like, oh, you're the running back? No, just go cover that guy. Just stay on maybe, him. Maybe, maybe, and maybe it'll work, you know. He, he uh, again, he seemed to have a decent enough game in the first game. But, you know, I think, I think we'll know a lot more about not only him, but all these guys after this week and, certainly in the next three to four weeks of whether they're up to the task. And, and, you know, if they are, great. But there's a whole lot of uncertainty, and and you hate to have that much uncertainty going against a team like this. The last thing about the defensive side of the ball, we talk, you talk about maybe wanting to go conservative. I wonder if they might have to go, con- you know, what the repercussions are and what, whether they might have to go to the blitz, just given the fact that they couldn't get any pressure against NAU. I know, I know. I mean, and, and obviously that is a uh, a little bit alarming to see that, um, you know, but it's it's kind of pick your poison in this game. I, I think you, you have to understand that this is a game you're, you're going to give up a lot of yards and you're probably going to give up a fair amount of points. The recipe for winning this game kind of has to be, I think, similar to the recipe as last week in that you gotta, you got to get the stops when you can. You, get, you know, if you get them into third and eight or longer – you got to stop them. If if they throw you a ball that could be an interception, you got to make the play. You know, you, you can't have a dropped interception. You can't have a ball on the ground that you don't get to. Um, those you cert- are your opportunities to get get them off the field when you do. You certainly cannot commit the bad penalty, the lack of concentration, and right. give that and give them extra steps. That's just right. a recipe right. for disaster. You know, the the personal foul on a third down or something like that. I mean. Those little things are, are going to crush you in this game. Uh, you really almost have to play, you know, as much of a mistake-free game in, in the sense of mental mistakes. You know, you're, you're going to have physical mistakes. You're going to have guys who, who, you know, don't make a tackle or whatever, and th- those things are going to happen. But the mental mistakes have to be almost non-existent in order to win this um, and, and slow them down again. And, and it's not going to be a game that's played, you know, 17 to 13. You, you know it's going to be high scoring. You know they're going to score. So you have to almost just kind of slough it off. If they come out and score on the opening drive, eh, okay, you know, they got one. Um, you just got to keep going, you know, and, and that's the, the biggest thing is not letting it snowball into, you know, 21 nothing, 28 nothing, um, those type of things, kind of like UCLA a couple years ago or USC last year where it just kind of the, the ball got rolling downhill and there was no stopping it. Yeah, well, in the – with this game, it's a two-pronged issue. It's not just can the defense make stops. It's can the offense keep up. And, That's 100% accurate, yeah. And with Manny Wilkins presumably going to make his second start, the depth chart says Brady White or Manny Wilkins is the <laughs> starter, which, you know, Brady White's one touchdown per play ratio <laughs> might, might be needed for this game. I don't know. 
Yeah. But having Manny Wilkins back there, you, you're going to assume that we're going to need to pass and throw the ball a lot because they're just going to keep scoring. Yeah. And yeah, that's that. I think that's really right. You you got to be able to keep up with them. I mean, the the way to beat them is is to, you know, this this sounds like a you know obvious analysis, but it's true. You got to outscore them in the sense of you gotta you gotta you know score 40, 50 points probably to beat them. And somebody probably will this year because they're they're defense. I mean, their defense is supposed to be better, but it's still not a strong suit. I mean, they're not going to turn into a shutdown defense overnight. Um, and I, I just, you know, if we had a team that was more like, you know, the Taylor Kelly teams, I would feel like we could do that. We did do that in some games. But this offense just has too many uncertainties right now for me to think that they can score, you know, 40 or 50 plus to keep up with a team that does that themselves. This is definitely one of those games where you can't rely on Zane Gonzalez. You cannot trade no. field goals for touchdowns. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you cannot. And, and you know, you can't. I mean, all the little things I said about defense – you can't do them on all. You can't turn the ball over. You can't, you know, have first downs negated by penalties. Uh, you know, things like that that will will kill you in this game. You have to you have to be sharp. You have to be like that first drive against NAU, but keep it up. It can't take three quarters to get into the game because if it does, you know, you're going to be looking at a, a thirty plus point deficit by that point. This will be an interesting test for the Chip Lindsey offense and what it looks like in a real game in a team where, yeah. in a game where they're playing a team where we need to score a lot of points. Right. Will, will he stick with the run game? There was a good balance against NAU of Balage and Richard. Will he start leaning one back heavier than the other? Will, right. will he stay balanced? How much is Manny going to have to run? How much is Manny going to get to run? There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of there questions. Is. There is, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's it's very uh, uncertain. And, that you know, I keep going back to that word, but there's just, there's a lot of that on both sides of the ball. Um, and, and, you know, I, I guess in some ways that maybe can give you hope if all those things go right. But it's just, it's hard to believe, especially after seeing one game where, you didn't you didn't see all those things going right. You had an offensive line that was that was shaky. You had some quarterback play that was uneven. Uh, it, it's just hard to believe that in one week all those things are going to be fixed. It'd give you hope if you weren't as pessimistic as you and I are. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's 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 certainly that. I'll admit that. You know, um, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just there's there's uh, there's not a lot to hang your hat on with this team right now where you can say this is what they do well um, because there's just too many question marks about what they, what they do well and don't do well. I, you know, now, now maybe as the year unfolds, you hope that, that you'll have those things where you can say, okay, what we do well, we run the ball, we, we pressure the quarterback, we force turnovers, whatever it may be. Um, but we, right now, we, there, there isn't a lot to feel like you can say, okay, when the chips are down, we can't do this. I don't know. I feel like right now when the chips are down, our, what we can do is we can give the ball to the running backs and we can find Nikhil Harry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's certainly, you know, a, a, the, probably the best options. Um, you know, now now the running backs, as good as they are, you have to, you have to block for them. And, and the line was, was shaky at best in the first game. Um, they, you know, they ended up with good rushing numbers overall, I think close to 300 yards little misleading because some of that came late. Some of that was, the, you know, the 30-yard run by Harry, which was really a pass, but called a run. 
Uh, nonetheless, the, the the numbers look good, but you didn't see the you didn't see the consistency of it that you hoped you know that would be the identity of this offense. There wasn't a lot of grinding four, five, six yards. I, I think Balage had a, a really pedestrian day against NEU, except for he broke off one big run. And, yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're not, you know, you're not going to be able to sustain drives that way, which I think no. is the concern when you start facing better competition. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, you know, and 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 sustaining drives is is very key in this one. You, you know, and another thing that will will hurt you in this game is you know, thirty second three and outs, uh, where you know where you come out there and you throw and you complete, you throw and complete, and you, you know, and. And, and in the blink of an eye, you're off the field. Um, you know, you just you can't do that to this defense, which is undermanned already. Uh, you have to be able to, to sustain the drive and have a, you know, an 8, 10, 12 play drive, that kind of thing to just just give them a little break. Because, you know, I mean, it's again, it's cliche, but best way to stop this offense is don't have them on the field. Have our offense on the field. It feels like playing the, the good Oregon teams – Except their defense is worse than the good Oregon team. It really does. I, I, I very much agree. It, it has the feel of that. I mean, I said these very same things in some of the games we played against Oregon, that you know, you just you have to get the stops when they're there to be gotten. You're going to give up points. Um, but it, the key is, you know, when they give you an opportunity, can you take it? Or do you miss it, and then they go down and score, and you're left thinking, man, if, you know, boy, we should have picked that ball off on second down, and this drive doesn't happen. Or, man, you know, third and eight, we get a roughing the passer call, and they go down a skin. You know, those type of things, you just can't have them. I'll, I said this to you before in a text earlier this week. I predict that all of the suspended defensive players are back. I, I, it's one of those things where it's a healthy mix of meeting them and yeah. injuries and just because we're playing an offensive team. And I don't yeah. expect that the suspended offensive players will be back. And that's that's possible. Uh, I mean, you know, the the cynical side of things would definitely say, you know, you could see that happening. To be clear, I, I say that with no knowledge of what we're going to do or why these guys are suspended. I sure, mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've heard the same thing. I've heard it from other, oh, well, I bet those guys will be back this week. And I, well, honestly, we don't know what they did. Um, maybe they don't deserve multiple games. You know, I mean, it, but it is easy to be cynical. I am too, many times. You know, you look at that and you say, oh, well, yeah, yeah. You know, you suspend the guy for the FCS opponent, and then you come come back in week two. I, I mean, who knows? I, you know, what are you going to do? We don't we don't know the particulars. Um, I'm not going to say that. You know, if I don't know what Salamo Fiso was suspended for or is suspended for, um, but maybe it doesn't deserve multiple games. So I, I I don't know. I feel like it's tough to speculate on that. But yeah, I mean, definitely the. The cynical side of me would would agree with you, uh, and there is plenty of cynical side of me um, that would say, well, probably have those guys on the field because it gives us the best chance to to compete in this game. Now we get to the fun part. What do you think actually happens this game? Uh, Well, I'm I'm more convinced than I was, uh, you know, a month ago when we did our picks that that Texas Tech will handle us in this game. I I think – uh, you know, I think it'll be a pretty convincing win for them, and I think we'll have a, a, a even more questions than answers coming out of it. Unfortunately, it's not what I want, but looking at it objectively, I, I'm going to go 55-31 Texas Tech. I so I picked us to win this game. My heart is still there, and I want to say what I want to say 
is 49-45 ASU. <laughs> but what I'm going to say is 49-35 Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're in the same ballpark there. I mean, again, I hope I'm I wrong. Just, I, ho- oh, I do too. I, I, do too. I hope I mean, the secondary be- looks great. I hope that JoJo Wicker has Mahomes running for his life all day. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll I'll be very pleased if you know a few days from now we're talking and it's you know, boy, did we not give an ASU enough credit for whatever? Whether it be the defense plays better than I think, or the offense plays better than I think. Uh, or both, you know, that, that would be great. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it comes down to both sides just being weak in certain spots and, uh, you know, being able to being being weak against the pass is really bad for a game like this and, and not being able to feel like I, you know, we can, we can score with them. We might hang in the game, you know, it might be close at halftime, but as the possessions start to mount, I just think their offense is better than ours and, and will come through with more, more opportunities than we will. I think the key is going to be if we can win the turnover battle plus two or plus three, we yeah. got a shot. If, yeah, I mean, those are, those are huge. We didn't get a single one against NAU. Um, no, we, know, are net, is, we are net down one turnover this right, year. Right, right. You know, and, and we heard all preseason how much that was a focus. And, you know, that's, those are the equalizers in this game. Uh, you know, that's that's oftentimes how a team that looks like on paper they're not as good ends up winning a game is two or three or four turnovers. And, you know, maybe they have a long drive and you get an interception in the end zone or or you get a sack fumble or something like that. I mean, those those are the opportunities that will swing the game. But head up, if we don't get those kind of impact plays, it's just hard for me to see, you know, it just comes down to basic math. Can we get enough stops to, to match the number of scores that we get? I just don't see it. I'm hard-pressed to see it myself. Hopefully we're both wrong. <laughs> but- I mean, I hope so, yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not the ideal prediction. I like to be more optimistic than this. Uh, but I really, you know, again, I, I said this. I, I think Texas Tech is underrated. Um, you know, I think if Mahomes played for Texas or Oklahoma, he'd be – a huge name and we'd be talking about him right with the best quarterbacks in the country. He's a little under the radar cause he's at Texas tech. Um, but I do think he's that good. And I think, you know, unfortunately we're going to be the victims of it. I mean, the other thing is this is a young team overall. And with all the questions we have, we're going to get a season's worth of figuring it out. So even if this year, you know, we wind up eight and four, yeah, that that's still okay, and it still puts oh, us in a position long term to succeed. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know you hate to say this because last year was disappointing, but this year is kind of a it's kind of a building year. I don't want to say rebuilding because we don't have much to rebuild from last year, but but it, you know it's the the important thing about this year kind of it's similar to what we talked about with with basketball last year was you want, to, you want to get to the end of the year feeling like you've answered some of the questions you had and feeling like you're better than you were and you've got things in place going forward. And time will tell on that. You know, I mean, I, I hope that by the time, you know, we play Washington State in October and we play a similar type of offense that we've got a little bit more confidence on both sides of the ball to be able to think, we can win this game. It's at home, and yes, they can score, and yes, they got a good quarterback, but we're good enough to win. I just – I this one – the timing's bad. Week two, 
we, we didn't look great in week one. It's just hard for me to believe we've solved all of our issues from last Saturday in seven days. If Texas San Antonio and Texas Tech were flipped, I'd feel a lot better about this. Game. I probably would too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I think this is a team that hopefully will get better through the course of the year. You hope that every year. But especially with um, a lot of the new faces at key, key positions on both sides, you know, you, you hope that the team in November – looks markedly better than the team in September. Um, time will tell on that. You know, we'll, we'll find out as we get there. But, yeah, this, this is just, uh, to me, it just has all the makings of a, of a really tough loss. And, and, you know, I picked 24 points. That's, that's a pretty solid beatdown. My fear is it's even worse than that, that we just get run off the field and, and it's, you know, UCLA beat us, what, 62 to 27, something along those lines. That would be devastating. It would be. I mean, I hope not, um, but I just think I think there's elements there that spell route. Uh, you know, our, our struggles to stop the pass and our offensive inconsistencies, and, you know, it's just as, it's hard for me to believe we can win, and so it's, it's not hard for me to believe that we could just get absolutely demolished. Well, you and I fear that we'll get boat raced, Hopefully, hopefully there'll be a reason to stick around in the second half. If you're listening to this, trying to decide whether to watch the game, still watch. It could still be fun. Yeah, there could yeah, be some. I hope. I mean, I, you know, hopefully we'll get to halftime, third quarter, and we'll have a lead, and I'll be thinking, boy, I was wrong. Uh, I, you know, I hope that's the case. Uh, I'm an ASU fan, but I just uh, there, I don't find a lot of reasons for objective optimism. Um, you know, I can I can find reasons to hope on anything. You know, we've we've found reasons to hope that we could beat a you know a top five Oregon team in the past, and this team isn't that good. Um, but it's just boy, it's hard. Uh, but at the end of this, maybe we'll be talking about the the Manny Wilkins era really ringing in. Hope so. Hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a chance, at least in our eyes. I guess not in the eyes of of the odds makers, but. You know, it's a chance to surprise and, and to show that we're better in areas than than you and I think. And I think a lot of people around the program think, Graham think, I think, uh, think uh, probably not very good and not headed for a very good season. And, you know, this is an opportunity to kind of shut up some of the doubters. They've talked about wanting to do that. Here's your first chance. Yeah. And what a chance it is. Yeah. <laughs> Matt and I will be back to break down and recap the game afterwards and talk about what else is going on in college football. But for now, he's Matt. I'm Ben. This was the Ben and Matt Sportscast.